The shepherds in first century Palestine represented one of the lowest social stratas in the ancient world. Well, not quite as low as lepers and beggars and the drunkards and the whores, but not far off. They were unclean. They were marginalised, they were poor, and they were considered to be the scum of society. And yet, to whom did God, as angel, appear? Who are our marginalised now? Who are our truly marginalised? And where will God be born today? Mother, Aleppo, Syria, November 2016. I did my best to breastfeed my baby, despite having had nothing to eat for days. I was discharged on the same day because the shelling was so intense and the hospital was not protected. After I left the hospital, four missiles exploded right in front of the building. My baby weighed just 1.2 kilograms and I didn't expect him to live, but he has hung on. He is losing weight and is very weak. My other children are all incredibly thin too because we have almost nothing to eat. After I gave birth to him, I felt so sad. Did I give birth to him to watch him die? Who are our truly marginalised now? Who were they then? And God, oh, oh God, where is God to be born today? So there was Mary, probably 14, maybe 15, a young mother in occupied land, soldiers all around. I did my best to breastfeed my baby despite having had nothing to eat for days. After I left the hospital, four missiles exploded right in front of the building. If God was to be born today, where would God choose? The war-torn city of Aleppo in the shattered site of Syria, perhaps? Days after the birth, Mary and Joseph fled to Egypt. Families are still fleeing Syria every day, every day, getting on boats. Get out, get out, they are told by both sides. Get out, there will be nothing left. And in the past few months, over 375 people have drowned, attempting to get to safety. But Europe has begun to shut her doors. And even Germany is saying no more. Even Germany is saying, well, what, what can we do? as the truck plows through the village square, as the bones of the children scatter, and even as the police report that the suspect, yes, he had applied for asylum, but that he had been refused, report that, report that because of his criminal record, he had been refused, proving that the checks and the balances do work, but still, what can we do, what can we do? Nothing is ever simple in Australia. Well, we've just continued to guard our borders. What can we do? We say, I mean, we like singing songs about children fleeing Herod, but we don't want to welcome those children here, do we, Peter Dutton, do we? And we will be overrun. What can we do? And so a young man on an island, an island called Nauru, asks for help over and over, but they won't let him see a doctor. And so the day before the Christ child is born, he fades away. And now eight have been arrested and they are preaching hate. Federation Square, St Paul's Cathedral, it's all coming down. So the dog whistles, what do they do? They begin to whistle. Can you hear them? Making connections that should never, ever be made. Would God, as baby held in arms, 
have journeyed by boat? Would God as baby been burnt by boiling water in a tent on Nauru? Would God as baby have been bundled up in a secret shameful deal to be sent to the States? Maybe. Jewish historian Yehuda Bauer, who has spent much of his life working on the history of the Holocaust and campaigning against genocide, once wrote three new commandments. They are, thou shalt not be a victim, thou shalt not be a perpetrator, but above all, thou shalt never, ever be a bystander. In this era of media saturation, we are all in danger, in a way, of being bystanders for the darkening world right now, aren't we? I mean, Aleppo is it's so far away, and what can we possibly do? What can we possibly do so, so much? Don't believe me? Let's talk about Mahoum and her eight-year-old daughter who has now spent almost half her life on Nauru. Mahoum, a UN-recognised refugee who lives with her daughter in a remote camp on Nauru, too scared to go out for food following an attack by men as she walked to town. Her life is a two-by-four-metre plywood-walled tin roof shack, 40 degrees, and she says she has lost all hope. These centres are established by the Australian government, our government. They are funded by the taxes we pay. They operate under extreme secrecy. There is no accountability. There is no independent monitoring. We know what we can do. What can we possibly do? What can we do? We know what we can do. We can advocate for change. We can resist the temptation to go back to sleep. We can vote for a party that has a better policy. We can demand a party to have a better policy. We can listen to the cry of the child. We can go to the goddamn stable. And what about your own life? Your own one wild, precious life? Are you right now a bystander in your life? And if so, what, what can you do? What can you possibly do? It's quite simple. Theologian Frederick Beekner once wrote of how the most important thing that we can do to know that there is hope, to know that we are not alone, is to pay attention. Pay attention right here, right now, to your life, to the people all around you and to the things that happen to you. And then he says, when you feel your heart opening or when you notice tears in your eyes, then pay attention. This is it. These tears are not only telling you something about the secret of who you are, but more often than not, they are God. They are God speaking to you through them of the mystery of where you have come from because God is right here, incarnation, trying to get through, trying in the middle of our day-to-day -day lives, trying to get through our blindness as we muddle around down here knee-deep in the muck and the misery and the marvel of the world. And knee-deep also in Aleppo, 
or on the boat, or in waiting for the phone to ring, or in the panic about jobs, or the future, or the illness, or the loneliness. God is here. The shepherds, those marginalised by the world, decided not to stand by. They decided to say yes. Yes to the terrifying, the awesome invitation from God to be a witness to the incarnation. Will you come too? Will you come? Will you come now and see? See the love that is all around. Come and see now the Christ child. So thin. See the hospital blown away. Come now and see the mother, her eyes full of wonder. Come now and see the father standing watch at the door. Because love on this day can be born. Love is always born. Even in the dark and troubled place, love has been born with a human face. So come now, lay a flower in the cradle of where love will grow. We'll grow if we pay attention. We'll grow if we refuse to stand by. And we'll grow if we join together and with each other and with our God to be the incarnation of spirit in flesh for our world. That's what we can do. Thank you.